Welcome to the Eagle Eye Podcast. The number one show to bring you all things Club America and English. Your hosts for today are Ivan Pineda, Cristian Rosendo, Alexis Juarez, and everyone's favorite cowboy, Dylan Jimenez. Now let's hit the field and start the show. What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to another episode of the Eagle Eye Podcast. Today we got plenty of stuff to talk about and break down in regards to Las Aguilas de la América. We're going to be previewing the upcoming uh, CONCACAF Champions League against the Philadelphia Union. And then, of course, we're going to be recapping everything that happened against uh, Puebla and the upcoming match away at Guadalajara against Atlas. But to help me do all of that and more is none other than my two co-hosts from New York. It is none other than AJ and Christian Rosendo. Gentlemen, how are we doing tonight? Um, doing great. Uh, just got back home not too long to catch the America Femini game. I'll save that talk for Thursday, but here I am starting the week off talking everything to America. Definitely. Christian, how's, how's life treating you over on the East Coast? Life is good. Life is good. I hope everyone is doing well. Excited to talk about America. Um, also excited that CONCACAF Champions League is back this week. Have an interesting matchup. So uh, looking forward to it. Definitely. And me being from the West Coast, I feel like I'm a little bit more than overpowered by the East Coast today as we do have a special guest coming on tonight to talk all things Philadelphia Union. So we're going to have an expert from Philadelphia come in and talk about that. And none other than the man himself, Mr. Matt. Ralph, Matt, how are you? Great. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to be joined by some other East Coasters here, too. This is awesome. Definitely. You guys, are. De- it's a three against one situation here. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, and, I'm, and I'm admiring AJ's clock. I really I like that Club America uh, clock. Hey, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it's, actually, it's actually a light, but like oh, light, you know okay. how powerful it is, I'm like, I'll keep it turned off, but perfect. You can see it right there. Oh, I thought maybe there was a hand on there, like for the clock. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> but it, it it might add a little something to a shopping list next time he goes somewhere. Says, you know what? I'm looking for a Club America clock. See if he can find that. Uh, but no, excited to have you on, uh, Ralph. Really excited to hear what you have to say in regards to the Philadelphia Union. Um, and might as well just get started into it. Uh, how how, how is Philadelphia coming into this one? We do have the home advantage for the first one, so you guys do have to travel on the road. How, you, how is Philadelphia fe- feeling? Well, you know, they're, they obviously they, they traveled to uh, to Mexico City today and, you know, saw some photos of them arriving. And, you know, this is this is all just new territory for this club. I mean, uh, you know, the team was founded in 2010. That was their first season in MLS. And this has been a dream for pretty much everyone who supported this team since the beginning that that they would have a chance to. You know, to have a to have a run in the Champions League and to play, I mean, to to really to play a proper Champions League game. I think this is that game. I mean, they did get a chance to play on the road to start uh, their their first Champions League game was in in Costa Rica against Aprisa, but there were no fans there. Um, it didn't really have the atmosphere of um, you know, and and Saprisa was you know not in the best form, and uh, this just feels like such a just a massive game for this club and for its fans, uh, you know, you know, to never have experienced anything like this. So it's kind of hard to really tell like how, you know, how is this team doing going into such a big game, but they did get a really, you know, really uh, critical win for them, uh, a three nil win against Toronto at home on Wednesday. And that was really, you would call that, that that was the true tune up 
for the Champions League. They did play Sunday night on turf at Gillette Stadium in New England, and they they did rotate the squad, be, you know, with an eye for Thursday. And so that was less of a tune-up and more of a let's get through this game, maybe try to get a result, but like hopefully not get any injuries on the turf and uh, be in good shape to fly back. They actually flew back to Philadelphia from Boston and then flew. Uh, flew flew to Mexico City today, so I mean it's it's hard to say where really where they're at because this is all such new uh, new new a new experience for them. But I would say that 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 three nil win against Toronto does have them you know feeling a lot more confident than they were even a week ago. Definitely, all right. Very interesting hearing uh you know the Philadelphia perspective here, Christian. Talk about a little bit more about America. We're coming into this one yet undefeated, quote unquote, in the league. Uh, you know, three games in, but in reality, we haven't looked our sharpest. Yeah, um, that's kind of been the the story of you know pretty much the preseason and the start of the season. It, we haven't seen America's top form uh, yet. Well, who knows what what may happen when we add the four players that just came back from Tokyo uh, to this lineup? Uh, we don't know if he's going to play a part. We don't know if they're going to be you know incorporated like right from the get go. Um, there are reports saying that mainly all of them will be starting um, on Thursday, with the exception, I think, of Henry. Uh, so it should be interesting to see how Solari does present the 11. Um, but I'm looking forward to a great game overall. Definitely. And then just to kind of give everyone a perspective of things, uh, you know, the, the, the four Olympians uh, landed on Me- Mexico City around 3.30 p.m. local time uh, over there uh, on Sunday in Mexico City. And then, of course, right from the get-go Monday, uh, you see Ochoa, Jorge Sanchez, uh, Henry Martin and Sebastián Cordova all at training the next day. I mean, what does that really say, AJ, about these players? Hey. We got our, we got some of our best players back in the squad, and we're ready to get things rolling again. We've had three games without them, and now we're looking forward to get the the squad for the entire season. So can't wait to see what these guys will do with us coming back with bronze medals from Japan and ready to give it their all for Guamérica this season. Definitely, and you know what? We'll talk a little bit later as to whether or not these players fit into the squad right away, or if maybe they need to have a little bit of a, a you know. I don't want to call it an adaptation period, but a sense of, okay, you know, you have to kind of work your way back into the starting 11. Uh, But again, we'll have to wait and see. And we'll talk about that a little bit later down the road. But Matt, um, I'm I'm looking at Philadelphia Union's track record for the past five games, and it doesn't look that great on paper, right? A couple of draws, uh, a couple of losses, not that many wins. It, it, would you argue that Philadelphia's form is a little bit, uh, how do I put it, a bit shaky coming into this one? Yeah, it's, it definitely has been shaky. And I think the, the the piece of it that would probably be the most concerning is that it's mostly, it hasn't been great away from home. They've been decent at home. I mean, they beat defending uh, you know, MLS Cup champions crew 1-0. It was a really, really strong game for them. Then went on the road and were playing teams they really should be getting results against in the road and and they haven't they've gone seven straight without getting a win away from home so that's one factor that I think you know and they have they they've been games where they've like they've found late goals to get get a point they're not games where you know you feel like they were hard done in or you know that 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 they didn't deserve <laughs> I mean there are probably a few of those they probably deserve losses. And uh, the Chicago Fire are not uh, uh, not what you would consider a top club, and they you know they had two draws against them, so uh, one one at home, one on the road, and then 
did also get a win against him this season. But, you know, the, the, the form is not really what we've come to expect, at least the last couple seasons out of this team. But, you know, it is it is a, a, a different a little bit of a different team than the team that won the Supporter Shield last year. You know, you're missing, you know, probably the the biggest loss from last year was Brendan Aronson. And, you know, you see what he's doing for Salzburg right now. And, and you, you can see how much of a, you know, loss that is for your attack. And and that's where they haven't, they haven't really clicked um, offensively the way they did last year. Their defense is still really tough to break down. You know, they have two, two arguably two of the best center backs in, in the league right now with uh, J- uh, Jacob Glesnas and Jack Elliott. And part of the reason why they've been so effective is just that, they, uh, you know, they're, they're a good pairing in the back, but they're tall and they, 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 they've been doing a lot. They do a lot on set pieces um, they've scored a lot more on. This is a team that could not score on set pieces to save their life for like two years or something. And now that's kind of become, you know, one of their, one of their weapons. So um, they've, they've gotten a lot of goals off of, uh, I imagine their goals that other teams are really frustrated to give up. That, that you know, they're not like, oh, look at that amazing, you know, goal at which Paxton Aronson did score a pretty a pretty sweet goal against New England. Uh, but for the most part, they've been goals where, you know, you, you kind of want that back. Uh, you know, maybe someone wasn't marked properly on a set piece, or there was a scrum, you know, kind of a scrum in the box kind of thing, and the ball ended up in the back of the net. So, so they're 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 not necessarily flying high in, in terms of their attack. Uh, but Daniel Gazdag, who was brought in from Hungary, he's really starting to kind of find his form. And, you know, unfortunately, <laughs> Montero, who was, you know, if you look at the highlights of uh, some of the previous uh, Champions League game, he he would be one that would stand out. He's not currently training with the team. He's not with the team. He's uh, looking to be transferred. Uh, they're working through some sort of transfer deal with him to send him back to Europe. So, um, so you know, there's a, there's a few things that like I think are are a little concerning, but again, I think the Toronto FC win where you kind of saw them, you know, finally kind of break out of the, this little like offensive funk they've been in. Um, you know, it helped that Toronto was on the road and they looked kind of tired. <laughs> um, but um, but yeah, their their form is not really it's not what it was this time last year uh, by any stretch. Definitely. And now that we're kind of on the topic of form, Christian, let's talk a little bit about Americas. I know we kind of kind of went over a little bit briefly, but I was talking to Dylan last night and, and he was he made a perfect point saying that, you know, the game against uh the, the game against Puebla, we win it two zero, but it, it, it feels like nothing really changed. Nothing really was out of the ordinary. And again, you know, speaking to Dylan, I think we both agreed that we're in a really good favorable position that fortunately for us the first leg is at the azteca because i don't know about you two gentlemen but with the current squad that we have right now in the current form we had going over to philadelphia for the first leg i would have been a little bit more nervous than i am for thursday's matchup no definitely and then i think you can just see overall in the gameplay over the you know in the start of the season it's just something is not clicking uh, from midfield on, it just seems like there's no creativity uh, coming from players that usually can provide it. We saw a little bit last game against Puebla, but nothing to what I think that we're used to. Um, and, you know, in, in international games, that's something that just can't happen over the span of two games. Um, very, very, very little mistakes are allowed in, in these type of games. And 
And it only takes one mistake for the other team to capitalize and then put yourself at a disadvantage. You never want to do that, especially at home, especially on the first leg. Um, there's going to be a lot of changes, I think, that uh, Salah is going to have to kind of fix uh, before this game. And I don't know if that's, you know, including everyone from the Olympic squad or changing up a couple players here and there. Uh, we definitely lost a, a, a good a good piece on on uh, on Saturday. Uh, with something Naveda going down, um, even though we saw Pedro Aquino in a slump, I thought Naveda was going to be a good kind of filler for him. Um, you know, unfortunately, we saw what happened there. Uh, but it's just it's just things like that that I think that we're gonna we're gonna miss going forward. I just hope that Salari can find a find a mix of you know the tactics uh, coming from the defense and on, kind of just solve this this little like non chemistry that we have going on, and uh, it, it 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 needs to get fixed fast. Definitely. But as far as things go, I mean, obviously on paper, because the club that we are, we are favorites. And so that adds a little bit more of pressure, I would imagine, to this game on Thursday because we have home field advantage. Obviously, kind of, you know, quote unquote, the favorites for this one. Do you think that kind of pressure is going to weigh a little bit more on players that need to perform like a Pedro Aquino or like a Leo Suarez if he does get to start? Yeah, of course. Uh, but I think that it's it, it's good pressure, you know. I think there's pressure that these players need maybe uh, to kind of get get things going. Uh, it's obviously that Pedro Aquino, uh, Richard Sanchez, Leo Suarez, Alainas are having slow starts. Uh, maybe they need a game like this to kind of you know you know tell them like okay, the season's here and we're we're playing an international match, so it's time to kind of you know pick it up a little bit and and, and provide more for the team. Um, so I, I I hope I hope this is a positive thing. Uh, but I guess only time will tell, and I guess we'll see after after the full ninety on Thursday. Definitely. And now Matt said that Philadelphia came into their last game rotating the squad a little bit more than what America did. Your thoughts on that? I mean, we did sub out a couple of players to give them a couple more minutes of of uh, of rest, like Fidalgo. Mm-hmm. Um, but do you think that maybe this is a game because it is a semifinal? Because you know you're so close to getting to a final of a Champions League. Do you think that maybe we should have done a little bit more rotation against Puebla? No, I I, I think we did uh, we, we did a good enough amount of rotation. I think Suarez understands that there are two competitions at stake, and we need to be at the best position to win both. And if he felt that he needed to keep in those players in in order to kind of secure that match, then that's fine. Um, there is still a little bit of a time period between the Puebla game and the Philly game, so I think that's more than enough rest time or recovery time for for the players that did start that will feature on on Thursday night. Um, so I think he did good. Um, it's interesting to see what he'll play on Sunday night, but that's a that's a different conversation though. That will be a different conversation because there won't be that much of a rest period there, Christian, at all. Yeah. And it is also an away game. So yeah. right after that, you got to start thinking of the trip to Guadalajara. Uh, mm-hmm. Dylan, our other co-host, saying, no let you for a, ch- a CONCACAF Champions League. And we'll get to that in just a second, Christian. But there is going to be some forced rotation in this turn 11 because of that. Yes. Um, so I think we can say that. George Sanchez is most likely going to have to play in that game. Uh, Matt, talk to me a little bit more about how you think Philadelphia Union might line up against America in the Estadio Azteca. And how do you think they're going to try to combat with the so-called, you know, heavy, uh, heavy Achilles heel that is the altitude? Yeah, I mean, I think for me, that's 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 probably the biggest question I have going into this game. You know, I think part of the decision to rest players like Alejandro Bedoya and, you know, Daniel Gazdag did not start in, 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 in uh, New England. And, 
you know, um, you know, it was it were it probably Jim's not known, Curtin's not known for rotating. He definitely rotated the squad, and I think part of that was probably with an eye to, you know, the situation with the altitude. And you know, obviously they're getting in there today. They're, you know, they have a couple days to adjust. I, I don't know if, if that how how <laughs> how much time that is to actually adjust to to playing a you know full ninety as Club America in that kind of uh, altitude. But that that's probably one of the things where. I would say I'm most concerned because, you know, they, they, they had a recent road trip to Florida and I know Florida is a whole different situation. It's not an altitude situation, but it's a, you know, it's a, it's an extreme weather, uh, uh, you know, situation for them in, in the month of July. And they just did not look good. They, they came out and, you know, Orlando, you know, Orlando is a team you, you probably, you know, you, you're not super surprised that they lost to Orlando, but then they go down to Miami, Miami's, bottom of the table and you know just put in a not a not great performance against Miami maybe one of their worst performances of the season so you know seeing them kind of in that environment and you know just sort of facing um you know frankly there there it, it's it's you know the conditions of the weather or the altitude are, are things that you can't really control as a player and you can be as prepared as possible but you know you're you're going into that and in the in the game the whistle the whistle starts and if you're not um you're not you're not ready to go this is a team that has unfortunately conceded uh, a lot of early goals this year something they did not do last year i think they've conceded like inside 15 minutes three of their last five games uh that was part of their their problem in new england on sunday so you know and even the toronto game really you know as 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 dominant as it ended up being with a 3-0 win you know they nearly conceded early i mean uh, toronto had probably their their best chance of the game other than a penalty kick um that they that they missed um to 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 open the scoring in that game so so that those two those two things to me i think are concerning and and probably the thing that they'll you know will definitely be watching here in philadelphia the um if they can get through and not concede early this is a team that the the longer you like if you don't if you don't take advantage of chances against this team and it's usually inside inside a half hour they 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 are they get they get more difficult as the game goes on because um you know while they may not be able to wear down a a, a team as much as they would in uh in the altitude they're used to playing in, um they are a team that I think is built to play with with a lead and they will they will they will if they can get an away goal um I think it really can can really put um you know make this interesting <laughs> i'll say that yeah um. <laughs> no it, it definitely is and i think uh you know you touched upon a, some pretty good important things that i, I did want to bring up um but uh, it always is the famous thing right the altitude and and it's also going to be a rainy night at the estadio Azteca, so it's it should be interesting how both teams kind of factor that in america though should be fine because our last uh, two games at home have been nothing but a rainy, uh, a rainy day at at the Estadio Azteca. So we'll see how how the team's able to cope with that. But and that Portland uh, game was raining, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Portland against Portland, it was raining as and well. That was that things got sloppy in that one. <laughs> yeah, it did. <laughs> for so, both, for I mean, both teams, no one was yeah, really. Uh, no, yeah. no, yeah, definitely. <laughs> we had our scares just as much as you know. Uh, Portland had theirs, so we'll we'll, we'll see. I, I I feel like you know Philadelphia comes in. Uh, and 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 like you mentioned, they have some pretty good players go up, up going forward, and that's it's something that worries me, Christian, because our defense has been 
as not as stable as we want it to be, right? Those clean sheets might might say otherwise on the stat sheet, but in all reality, not a lot of confidence going into this one in our back line. No, and it's just um, honestly, it's just uh, on on the on the opposing team uh, to not get an early goal. I think uh, that's kind of been our theme as well that teams aren't capitalizing early chances when they get them, and it seems like more in the first or twenty minutes. Um, is when the chances come, and then either thanks to heroics by Oscar Jimenez or just you know just lack of good finishing from the other team has prevented them from going in the lead and us being down uh, a couple goals here and there. Um, so if I guess if Philly would ever want something when going over tape is okay, we have to capitalize in the first twenty minutes, or else we probably won't get another chance after that. Um, because like so, America does like to play with the lead as well, and once they do get a lead, it's almost kind of hard to beat them. Uh, so I guess going into the game, I think both teams are very similar in, in that it's just, I guess, whoever gets the first goal, I guess, has the, you know, has the better chances of, of, of taking the whole, the whole game. Definitely. And AJ, look, this is something that we've talked about a lot on the podcast here is that, you know, the Solari team loves themselves an early goal when they can find it. But it seems like both teams are coming into this one eerily similar in the way that, you know, both teams have a tendency to sometimes concede early on or at least, you know, give up chances. Uh, but these are also teams that like to, you know, get on the score sheet a little bit early when possible. So how important is it going to be for Salati's side to, you know, take advantage of what Matt said and, you know, open up with uh, with an early goal within the first 15, 20 minutes? You are muted, by the way, AJ. Just kind of mm-hmm. giving you a heads up. First thing is you got to remind um, Philadelphia Union, they have scored nine goals. They've had three clean sheets in their games, and they have only conceded one, that being against Atlanta United. So America's definitely going to need to keep that stat in mind and say, now let's make that more than one goal. We do have opportunities when it comes to the game. We are a possessive side that are looking to play through the middle and give it to whoever our center forwards are, whether that be be Roy Martinez or anyone else. So it's going to be really important for them to make the most out of the opportunities they can get because that opportunity may come once in a lifetime. And if we don't capitalize on that, Philadelphia Union could probably do the same thing to us. They've been scoring goals left and right in this in this um, Concacaf Champions League, so it's really important for Sly to not only have his defense as much as a brick wall as possible, but also for everyone else on the team to capitalize on the chances that they get. If you have that open shot, take that shot. That's all I could say for America. Really, they gotta do everything they possibly can to score a goal against this Union side. That's all I could see. Hey. One. And you know what the funny thing is here that I'm seeing another correlation is that both teams have a tendency of not taking their chances. It's something that I heard over at um, when you were on the free kick podcast, Matt, is that, you know, even against Toronto, there was opportunities to go walk away with that with a five nil lead even so. But there was just chances that weren't put away. I mean, what's your take on that? Well, uh, you know, you, you, you just were talking, AJ, I was thinking about the Atlanta game. In Atlanta, first leg of the of the quarterfinal. Again, I think it's important to note Atlanta did not belong in this competition, and I will keep saying that over and over again because they won a competition in 2019 and qualified for 2020. It's just absurd. But anyway, they're they're also a mess, and I'm I'm not I'm not sad about that. Um, but I mean, Atlanta came out in that game and just I mean they were they were pushing forward with numbers, and and the Union did not have an answer to that. But, but Andre Blake, it should be mentioned, is uh, is an incredible goalkeeper, arguably one of the best in CONCACAF. I know 
Club America has a pretty great goalkeeper as well, who's done some amazing things. Um, Achoa, I mean, he's 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 a guy I love I love to watch as well, especially with the national team. Um, but I, you know, they 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 were just shot after shot after shot, and Blake making saves on some of them. I mean, he makes he he makes the save right. On others, just they have the shot, but they're not you know. You know, it's not it's not in the right spot or they're 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 you know, they're not um you know, they don't have that clinical um that clinical finishing boots on in that game. And so that that's that's Philadelphia Union soccer is we will bend and we will bend often if we have to, but we're not gonna break um and unless you like basically force the issue. And so I do think that you know, if you look at that Toronto game, um, again, Toronto had that early chance. They didn't bury. And then and then and then the union get a goal and it's they get suddenly they have three. Uh, they got a goal off a set piece. Again, that's been one of their things that um, they've done a little bit of damage with the set pieces. I mean, Saprisa just didn't know how to, to defend the union on set pieces in the first the first um, the first round or was the round of. It was, the, it was the first round, and, and don't yeah. worry, Saprisa. They're just having, they were having a really tough time. That yeah. to almost any team at that point could just beat them. So. Yeah, so so I think you know it, again, it's one of those things where the um, you know, and, and and for this, I think the union, the union, um, I think they they enjoy playing with a little bit of a chip on their shoulder. Like no one's giving them a chance to win this game, uh, or at least at least when the win this game especially but win the series um i don't necessarily think they're going to but i also think they have nothing to lose i mean this you know there's no shame in going to club america and not and not getting a win and not getting a draw or whatever um you know just limiting the damage um so i i think in that and that that could play right into what the union is as a team and the identity they have and the pride they have and what they've accomplished um you know, as a team, because, you know, it wasn't Champions League, of course, but they, you know, the MLS, when they did return from COVID, they did the MLS's back tournament and the union, uh, while they own, they lost to Portland in the semifinal, were one of the teams that kind of came out of the, out of COVID and just were, you could really tell that they were a team together and they were kind of all firing on the same cylinder. And while they haven't quite reached that, that point, I, I do think, that's in their DNA, and I think they're a team that can really rally around adversity and really rally around each other in a situation where um, no one's giving them a chance. And and I think that's actually like where they they prefer to be is a team that no one's uh, that, that everyone's counting out. And uh, you know, Jim uh, Jim Curtin, the head coach, has said to his his group, you know, hey, just hey, dream it, you know, like, dream big, you know, what we. <laughs> You know, we don't I, I think a disappointing season for the union will be if they don't they don't get further in the playoffs at the end of the season uh, because they've you know that they've only won one playoff game in, in, in their history. Uh, there's no open cup. They've lost three finals, uh, open cup finals. But, you know, they they've done really very well in knockout competitions. And I think it's partly because of they have this attitude and their coach is a Philly guy through and through who's like, you know, people, people, you know, people can count us out and that's going to just only make us stronger. So I do think in, in, in that way, it does, it doesn't, it can, it can potentially, uh, you know, play into their, 
to their hands. And then obviously with the first leg, then they have what a whole month to basically go around and gloat that they, yeah. they, they didn't get, they, they survived. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be interesting. No, you're right. I mean, uh, so it's, it, it is a lot to kind of take away from that. And, and you know, I, I, I think, you know, Philadelphia will, will give America a run for their money. That's for sure. I think from what I've seen, from what we've been able to, you know, capture from, from this Philly side, they they have dangerous players, and I mean, you saw what they did in their previous rounds, AJ, in in Champions League. So they're they're gonna come at this with hopefully everything they got, and hopefully America does the same. Talking about America, Christian, give me your predicting starting eleven for this uh, for this game on Thursday. I know there's a lot of questions as to who's gonna be the starting center back. I know uh, Jake uh, Jose Ramirez saying it should be Valdez and Casares. Uh, we have Dylan. Who's also asking whether or not Henry will be ready for this game since he did have a knock over in Tokyo. Um, so kind of give us uh, your predicting starting 11. What do you think Solari is going to go with? And then we'll have Matt ha- read out his starting 11 if he has one for us uh, for Thursday. Of course. So in the, the starting 11 I have, I have actually three of the four uh, Olympic players starting on, on Thursday night. Uh, I'm going to have Ochoa in net, uh, Jorge Sanchez, Cáceres, Aguilera, and Chavo Reyes as the back four. Aquino, Richard, uh, Sanchez, and Fidalgo as your midfield. Linus, Cordova, and Roger Martinez are your front three. Definitely an interesting lineup. One, let's start off with the goalkeeper situation. Oscar Jimenez has been on God mode since uh, Ochoa has been over in Tokyo. Is it fair enough to give Ochoa the starting 11 spot? He is our captain. He did have an amazing Olympic tournament. Uh, do you think it's fair that Ochoa, that uh, Jimenez sees the bench again after the performances he's been having? Or is it fair enough to say, you know what, memo is memo, and so he has to go in that? You don't bench the captain, you know? That's true. I like it. That is what I would go with as well. Now, there's another interesting thing here is Chava Reyes going back to that left back position. We saw some promising things out on the left wing against his former side, Puebla. And even so, whenever he had to play there against Nakaxa in the second half, he's a, it's a kid that runs. Look, feel like he's got three lungs for some reason. Um, and he's always in odd scoring positions by the looks of it, right? Sometimes playing as a false nine in situations where you yeah. think, What's our left back doing there? Um, But, you know, he's on a hot streak. He's got a couple goals under his belt in the past two games. Is that something that you would think maybe he goes and plays out on the left wing rather than Linus and puts and you rather put in Fuentes? Or why why Ray is on the left back spot? I just think that he's uh, Shalari will prefer Linus in in a natural position. Um, It's not to say that, you know, you won't see Reyes overlapping Linus almost every single play. Um, it's just something that I think Solari loves to do. Um, and he, I think he found a player that better suits this style. Um, but it also wouldn't, you know, be strange to see and maybe in, in a second half or something, you know, to move up Reyes and put in Fuentes to kind of just cover him at the left back. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how he plays Reyes. But like you said, I mean, just a very interesting player uh, to kick off the season. Definitely. And <laughs> Jose saying, I would rather have Chavarez over Linus. <laughs> and I think a lot of us feel that same way. But I do agree with what you said, Christian. I think Solari has an eye for what he wants this team to do on Thursday. Um, and that Reyes-Linus combination could pay dividends uh, going forward. So, And even tracking back, because Linus is also one of those guys that have three lungs for some reason. Just the man can't cross. That's my only issue with him. Um, <laughs> so now here's the big interest- interesting uh, thing that I see in your lineup, Cordoba and Roger. 
Roger again, yes, he gets the goal against Puebla to open up the through through a penalty kick, even wins the penalty himself. Just hasn't really lately been the Roger that we all want him to be. And second of all, Cordoba, right wing spot off the bat. Right wing spot, yes. Um it's just gonna be an interesting thing to see how he and, and Fidalgo kinda cope on, on the same team. I know that last season we kind of saw bits and pieces of you know sparking uh, sparky moments here and there. Um Hopefully that gets, you know, replicated this season, hopefully with a better understanding going forward. Um, there were games where, you know, Fidalgo played on the right quarter would play kind of in that, that can't spot that Fidalgo wants, then, you know, vice versa. Um, so I wouldn't be strange to see them kind of just alternate throughout the match to see what the game entails uh, and, you know, which player is just performing better. Um, it's just going to be interesting to see, and hopefully uh, they can start clicking because I think this could be a duo uh, not only for the remaining of the Champions League, but you know, for for the, for the league in general, to see uh, these two players kind of click, I think it'd be a, it'd be a beautiful thing to see. Definitely, and Cordoba, of course, going to be uh, you know, is he going to have the number ten jersey or will he have seventeen? No, no, he will have number ten because uh, he got registered in Champions League at seventeen. Right. And then I don't know if they can make that switch. I, I don't know. We'll see on Thursday. Uh, we should have done better research on that. Um, but uh, Matt. How do you, how do you, what do you think about America's lineup? And then give me your predicted lineup for the Philadelphia Union. Well, I want to see Ochoa. There's <laughs> 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 another person that, that does <laughs> Just because, I mean, because of the, you know, the cock and calf thing, you know, with them and the, um, I mean, I, like I said, I, I think they're two of the more entertaining goalkeepers to watch over the, over the last, what, like eight years or something with uh, Blake yeah. and, and a show in international competitions and just, uh, you know, obviously with the Gold Cup and everything, Blake has just been so outstanding for Jamaica. And, you know, it, it seems like he's he's maybe starting to get, you know, some improvement in that squad. I mean, you just you really want to see uh, Jamaica kind of, uh, you know, improve and be uh, be a team that, um, you know, that the, the, the challenges in, in the region. So uh, certainly that I mean, I don't honestly don't know a ton about uh, about the team to kind of really comment on the lineup. I th- I do think that the key the key for um you know for attacking this union team is going to be um you know players who you know who don't get rattled and uh, you know can can play out of the press because that this team does 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 press well and when they're when they're when they're doing what <laughs> what they're supposed to out of the 442 diamond now they did kind of run out an experimental lineup in New England on Sunday uh, with a like a three in the back, and it was not it was not awesome. <laughs> um, and um, you know it was sort of out of necessity with just you know again trying to rotate players get get uh, get rest. Uh, so I mean I assume that Jim will be going with it with his four four two diamond, and you know with obviously Casper is someone who hasn't been great in league play. But he is someone who, you know, I, you know, the way these things work, like competitions, like, you you know, he's he's probably more excited than anybody else on this team to be like, put the league form behind him and get back into, you know, he's a leading goal scorer in this competition right now. And, you know, he's just been uh, he's been hard to to stop um, in terms of his, his his form in this competition. So I think with him and Sergio, uh, Sergio had an outstanding game against Toronto. He's, you know his pace, his strength, uh, you know, as a player up top. So um, I do think, um, you know, f- you know, the, the, you know, some of the things you're saying about like that, 
you know, the de- de- defense could actually be be good for the union, and I think they're going to need to, um, you know, you know, they're going to. They're gonna, I mean, Santos is a player you got to watch out for. I mean, he's he's inconsistent, um, and you know, always feels like he like is like two steps forward, three steps back. Sometimes, like he has this amazing game against Toronto, and then he's left on an island against New England, and. You know, after he has one good one good attempt, but Matt Turner, another great Concacaf goalkeeper, uh, you know, uh, denies him and then kind of disappears the rest of the game. But I mean, as far as the rest of the lineup for the Union, I mean, the only question mark I would I would put is uh, Baezu had has not been a great form as a right back. He does have Alvis Powell on the team. Powell was kind of dealing a little bit with an injury coming back from Gold Cup, so I. I, I don't know that he will, but like he could potentially say, "Hey, Alvis Powell has all this experience. Uh, you know, he's played, you know, played in the Gold Cup with Jamaica. You know, maybe he's someone he 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 throws out there right back. But otherwise, you'll see Kai Wagner, who's who's a you know was just named to the All Star game uh, to play against Liga Mekki uh, All Stars in the um, in the All Star game coming up for uh, later this summer, and then. Uh, so you'll have, you know, he's one of the top left backs in the league uh, with the center back pairing of Jacob Glesnes and Jack Elliott, who've been who've been mostly outstanding. I mean, Jacob Glesnes has had some of his own moments, but uh, on defense, but offensively, he's he's a weapon. Uh, he can score from pretty much anywhere on the field. Uh, <laughs> so he's someone who, uh, you know, he, he in the league game against Atlanta, you know, looked like Atlanta was going to pull out a win. And, you know, he he hits an unbelievable shot from long range and it somehow hits the woodwork three times and goes in. Uh, and he, you know, he had a, had a, had a really outstanding shot against LAFC last year from, from a set piece from really far away. So, and he's also, you know, picked up some assists and he's just, he's a guy that you really have to be careful with on set pieces. So um, set pieces or just, you know, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta mark them. So in, against new England, Obviously, the scouting report says if he's if he's got the ball and he's he's going to dribble up forward, you have to send a player because you have to respect his ability to to shoot the ball or pass the ball from long range, and so that leaves us mm-hmm. that leaves a little pocket open, a space that Glasses feeds the ball to Paxson Aronson inside the, the the you know top of the top of the eighteen, and he you know beats his defender and you know beats meets Matt Turner, I think. Matt Turner, Turner going like 547 minutes or something between Gold Cup and league play without letting a goal. So, uh, so Glassness is is definitely a weapon. And then uh, Jose Martinez, I mean, he another guy. He's been in international competition. He got an opportunity to play with Venezuela in the Copa America, and he's he's a fiery player who who sometimes can get get himself into some trouble with the referees. But when he is on, he is he is one of the top uh, you know holding midfielders in the league. And then, of course, Ali Bedoya is, you know, the, the the captain. He's the lifeblood of this team. Hasn't been in great form uh, necessarily for his standards, but you know, he's the captain. He's they're going to kind of live or die by, you know, him. And and then Leon Flock is a twenty-year-old, uh, you know, German-American who uh, has been up until Sunday has been uh, been a revelation. Uh, he didn't have a great game Sunday. Gave up a penalty that that ended up leading to the New England penalty um which Blake saved but then the rebound got put away so that was the, that was the winning goal in the game on Sunday and then and then as I mentioned before Gazdog he's he's really kind of coming into form 
you know, these players, you know, they, they end their seat. Whenever you see this, you know, obviously with the schedule being what it is in MLS, you know, European season ends, transfers come in, you know, they just finished an entire season. You know, that it, it can be it can be kind of, intri- you know, kind of tricky for these players to kind of get acclimated. And I think he's starting to hit that like upward trajectory in his his game where uh, fortunately for the union, it's that, you know, it's been happening in the last couple of games that he's really showing his like just how dynamic of an attacker, but also a defender that he is. Um, you know, I, I made a comment earlier today that he, 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 he's, he's, he's excellent at backheel passes, uh, which <laughs> I did not know to expect that when he came to the league. Um, so, uh, just very, very tricky as a player, hasn't been able to kind of finish anything. He has a one goal from the, the, the penalty spot, uh, but really just kind of a, kind of a, a, a difficult matchup for teams just because he is, you know, he plays multiple positions. Like he's, he's, uh, he's very, uh, when he's on, he's very active and just very disruptive um, and really kind of ties into that. Again, that style that the union want to play just to disrupt and to, you know, you know, cause problems and to, <laughs> to harass. And uh, when you have him with, again, with Santos and, Casper's, you know, not as much of that like disruption so much as he's like he needs like very little space or time to to get to get good shots off um when he's when he's in in form. So um so yeah, I mean it'll be it'll be a you know the kind of the 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 lineup that would you would call the A lineup for the union. They're not they're not dealing with any um injuries to starters. I mean, uh Anthony Fontana who's someone who uh, had to come in and, and play play uh, as a striker who did who did score a goal against Saprisa. He's been in concussion protocol since the end of June when they played Atlanta in the league play, and so he's a question mark. Uh, but but generally they'll have their their best players out there, and then you know they've been getting a lot of really good minutes from from some of the young players. Um, you know Quinn Sullivan is a 17 year old. Uh, his first appearance in a for the first team was against was against Saprisa. He gets on the field and um, you know there's this horrible horrible tackle on uh, Kai Wagner and just all hell breaks loose and it's like hey heck of, heck of a debut Quinn you walk on the field and all like, just everything goes crazy um, and uh, so that was his debut uh, so you, you know you know the coach has has some uh, you know some confidence in the young you know seventeen year old to. To, even though it's the end of the game, but to put him into that situation, he's really performed well coming off the bench. And Jack McGlynn is another young player who's come off the bench and done well. And then Paxton, as I mentioned, scored a goal for them. So I think, you know, that, that'll that be the game plan. I mean, obviously the altitude, not knowing, you know, if the performance staff, staff obviously, you know, has a plan in place, but, you know, they're going to, they're going to, some of it's probably going to be on the fly. I'd imagine just kind of seeing how these, how these players react to the, to the environment and to the uh, to the altitude in terms of you know how they'll, they'll when and how they'll they'll utilize the subs. It's very interesting and and plenty of stuff that America's gonna have to keep in in mind and a lot of stuff that could trouble us uh, going forward and and I feel like that defense is gonna be a little bit tight to break down. But again, that is why you have Roger and hopefully that's why you have Cordoba showcasing mm-hmm. what he showcased in Tokyo. But all right, gentlemen. Anything to add on before we kind of wrap up this CCL preview here from any of you? No, Matt. I just, I just want to say I'm, I'm just really excited about you know this opportunity 
like I said, this has been something that fan, Union fans have been dreaming of ever since this team became a thing. You know, like they've been playing a lot of the same teams over and over again <laughs> because of yeah. COVID and you know travel restrictions and everything. So I'm just really excited, and it's it's great to connect with. You know, we have a lot of uh, America fans here in this country, and I think um, it's it's just a great showcase for Philly fans to get to see. A lot of, there's a lot of Philly fans that support this this team as well. So um, hopefully some of them are uh, maybe maybe are uh, are starting to come around to the Union as well as a local team. But you know, it's I'm just really excited for that and just the opportunity for these fan bases to connect. And you know, I'm hoping that. You know, we you know we can sort of uh, you know have some banter and 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 talk some smack, but but at the end of the day, that we all just you know recognize like how how awesome this is that you know that that we have a team now in Philadelphia that can can play on this stage with with a team that has teams like Club America that have so much uh, history and just such an awesome fan base of uh, you know passionate supporters all over the place, right? So um, you know, I think. The union have a long way to go, but I think this is just another step in the right direction to kind of get, you know, there are like 65 fans that are going to be there at Azteca and <laughs> they're, they're, they're never going to forget the experience, I'm sure. Um, and, you know, hopefully next time at Azteca, we get three times that number, right? So course, um, that's, that's just, I, I'm just really excited for that. Should be an interesting one. Should be a fun one. Reminder that game on Thursday is going to be live via through the NFS one. That's seven PM Pacific time, nine Central, ten Eastern. And for those of you guys that want to keep up with this with us over on Twitter, that is going to be at the Eagle Eye Podcast. You guys can follow us there. We'll keep you guys up to date, minute by minute, with everything going on in and around that matchup. But all right, gentlemen, before we wrap it all up here, I do want to get you guys' scoreline prediction. And Matt, seeing as how you are our guest, I'm going to give it to you first. Oh boy, I, I'm thinking two one uh, to 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 the hosts. Um, I think um, you know I do I do think it's going to be a tough night for the union, but I do think that it's it's uh, th- they're going to find a goal in this one, maybe probably okay. through a set piece, but they're going to find one. That sounds very uh, America way to concede, Christian. What is your <laughs> yeah, prediction? It does. it does, it does, it does. But I think I'm a, I'm gonna stay true to my prediction. I've been going all season long. I think I'll go two nothing. Two nothing America. All right, AJ. What is your prediction? We're going to zero. We're never scoring zero. three. It's not happening to Soled at any time soon again. Maybe once in a blue moon, we'll, we'll get the three about two zero for now. Two zero for now. Okay, a lot of confidence coming into this one. And if it wasn't enough said here, Jose saying three one to America. One by Chava. Two by Fidalgo. Definitely would be an interesting one. I, on the other hand, I'm going to go as conservative as I can be because I don't see this side firing on all cylinders right away. And Chris and I are on the same page. One nail to America. Cordoba with his first goal as our number 10. I don't think he's going to be the one on the score sheet, but I do think that America walks away with it just enough. 1-0, which I ideally, Christian, would not be the scoreline you want going away into Philadelphia because we know that's not going to be an easy matchup. And again, we do have quite the time before we have to worry about that game because it's going to be in September, which is yes. weird. But I think America needs to get the job done at the Estadio Azteca. Um, and, and, you'll, and you'll have a lot of fans there, too. So Yes, we will. <laughs> <laughs> we'll find a way We'll find a way to, to almost be local in any matchup that we Listen, can. Listen, as long as they save the goals for Philly, then it's okay. I'm all for it. Right, AJ? <laughs> well, these two are going to be definitely on going Woo! down to Philadelphia to, to catch that game. So it should awesome. be a fun one. Uh, but look, uh, overall, we expect a good matchup. Let's hope Philadelphia comes out with their best. 
that way it presses America to be, be their best. And like we mentioned, hopefully with these players incorporating themselves back into the starting 11, Slotty can finally squeeze what he wants to squeeze out of this team and uh, look better, not just for the Champions League, but for the season, you know, ahead. We'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, but that pretty much wraps up our Champions League talk here. Matt, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. Thank you for coming on and giving your expertise over uh, on Philadelphia and all things the Union. If anyone that is listening to this is a Philadelphia fan and wants to follow you because you are the go-to man for all things Philadelphia Union, where can they find you on social media? Uh, on Twitter at Matt at Matt Ralph underscore TBG. And of course at Brotherly Game is the site and brotherlygame.com. Definitely, Matt. Thank you so much for uh everything for your expertise. Uh and we hope to have you on the pod hopefully within a month's time, whenever we uh have to travel away to your home ground. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I love I love that you guys are talking about the Philadelphia Union, man. This is great. I, like I said, <laughs> I'm just excited about this and it's it's just great to be kind of in the same uh conversation as as a club like America. So that's awesome. Will definitely. you be going to the away leg? Oh yeah, I'll I'll definitely be there. <laughs> well, maybe they, maybe you'll run into these two. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> I would love that. We'll have to we'll have to connect for sure. Yes, of course. Yes, that is a for sure. Well, Matt, again, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. Um, any last words? No, thanks again for having me. And uh, yeah, I'll definitely, I got some posters to give you too, guys. Uh, Ivan, I'll, I'll I'll mail you one. I get your address. Uh, uh, one, of our, one of our guys made a poster for the for the game for the game. Oh, so. that's awesome! Uh, that, oh, that, awesome. that is absolutely oh, awesome. Man. Well, thank you so much, really. Thank you. And uh, again, we'll be talking very soon, and hopefully, yeah. roll around September, we can talk about how America needs to just hold off for a nil nil in advance. <laughs> <laughs> the more well, boring, right, the, the more boring, the better, right? That's the, oh, those yeah. are the games you want. Like, just oh, yeah. <laughs> as long as we get through. Yeah. <laughs> No, but thank you so much, Matt. Thank uh, thanks, you. guys. Bye. All right, gentlemen. That was great having Matt on here. And now we're going to be talking... Con- uh, not CONCACAF Champions League. We just finished talking CONCACAF Champions League. We're going to be talking Liga MX here. And uh, yeah, no, I got the fever here. And so it should be a, it should be a fun one. Talking... All things American now Liga Mekis going forward. We're going to be talking and recapping the game against Necaxa, and then we're going to be looking forward ahead into what is the game against Atlas at the Estadio Jalisco. Uh, but beforehand, I do want to remind everyone that today's episode is brought to you guys by Foot Cult. If you guys haven't done so already, make sure you guys check out footcult.com. Get 10% off using the discount code EEP at checkout. Again, that is discount code EEP at checkout to get 10% off all Foot Cult mm-hmm. products. All right, gentlemen, let's jump into this one quickly. Uh, America walks away with a 2-0 victory against Puebla. Talk to me a little bit more about this game. Roger Martinez gets on the score sheet right away. Well, not right mm-hmm. away, gentlemen. Gets gets on the score sheet via penalty. And then, uh, you know, things, things start looking a little bit better for America. But then, you know, this all came after the Santi Naveda injury. Right. What's, what's our one takeaway from this, Christian? Uh, my takeaway is uh, I got a score prediction, right? Okay, 2 nothing. Here we go. Uh, you know, this, this is my doing. Uh, but like you said, though, just kind of the same thing over and over again that we've been saying. Um, just, you know, the goal comes from a set piece and then, uh, you know, a lucky def- deflection here. Um, there wasn't really that much concrete chances going forward besides that 5v2 that we had that we somehow did not score on and there's just frustrating things like that that you know this team should be capitalizing and scoring and uh putting these numbers up on the board but it's just they're having so much trouble doing it 
and I don't know what's it gonna take. Um, but something needs to change. Something needs to change fast because uh, you know we're we're getting and we're getting close to the end of these song called Easy Games, and you know we still seem like we're still lacking a lot of creativity going forward and and a lot of determination, a lot of finishing. Um, can't have that, especially on Thursday night. You know, we're gonna need some of that finishing uh, to come in handy. We want a good lead going into Philly. Um, you know, just one last thing to worry about in the sense. So uh, this team needs to figure it out fast. Um, this needs, needs to play with a lot more determination, a lot more heart, and uh, just overall, just do whatever somebody asks you to, man. He he's. It seems like he's just getting frustrated and frustrated more by the game. Um, and hopefully with the with the Olympic players coming, we get a more clear vision of what of how we want to play. Definitely. And Jacob Lau saying, Solari was watching the Eagle Eye podcast and saw my comment about Chava Reyes at left wing and Luis Fuentes at left back, which, by the way, round of applause to Jacob for getting that prediction correct. Um, and who knows? Maybe Solari was watching. And if he is watching, AJ, what's the one thing you would tell him right now? Con todo, por favor, boludo. <laughs> no I, I think you're right though I, you know we got to squeeze more out of these players look this is something that I mentioned especially when we were having this uh, when I was having the discussion with Dylan last night as to kind of what you know taste we we get left behind after this performance against Puebla was that it, it feels like Soledad was able to get the best out of them last season but that's it like he hasn't been able to squeeze it out again yeah, no, and it's just been incredibly frustrating. While, yes, we are getting the results, you know, at the moment we're having the easiest games of the season. We did start off with the draw, but then end up going with two wins. But it just seems like we're not happy with those results. It seems like with Solari ball at times, it becomes like a snooze fest. Like you mentioned, Ivan, you get the best out. It seems like you got the best out of these players last season. This season, it's only three games in, two, four, maybe too early to judge, but I just feel like we should be doing more at this point. Just It just needs for it to be more exciting for these upcoming matches, especially since we got the CONCACAF Champions League right around the corner. Definitely. And uh, let's talk a little about this uh, 5v2 situation that oh. uh, Chris is reminding us about, that Layun is the one who misses it. By the way, I don't think Layun is at fault for this one because Roger should have played it to the person to his left. I don't know why he gave it to yeah. Layun, to be honest. Mm-hmm. He gave it to Layun in where it was easier for the defender to cut in and slide tackle rather than give it to the player that had more advantage, which was on his left-hand side. I don't remember exactly who it was, but yeah, that 5v2... I was ready to turn off my TV at that point and say, you know that what? That describes I, the America season so far. Yes. At this point, at this point it is. At that, but just, if, that, if, if we blow opportunities like that, that's just going to be... What are we going to put away, you know? Yeah, that's, that's, that's the real thing. But you know what? The, the big takeaway from this is at least that we continue to get the three points in the start of the season where we should be getting the three points. But that is really the only thing we can take away from this. There's more things to worry about than things to walk away with content about, right? There's things that still aren't clicking, like Christian said. There's players that aren't performing to the level, like we mentioned with Aquino. Um, and, and unfortunately, now we have a player that was up and coming that we thought could potentially break into the start 11 if any one of these two kind of slacked off which it looked like it was happening. And, and and now he's gone for about four months. And so Christian will have a little bit more of updates in regards to Coapa injury news. We might have a Nico Benedetti coming into the mix uh, against Philly. No Federico Vinas as of just yet. What's going on in and around that? Christian will have us more updates right now. But as far as this game against Puebla, if you had to give it a grade, AJ, what would you give it? I guess this game against um, Puebla? Yeah. 
Five. Five out of ten. Five out of ten. Christian. Six out of ten. I, I, I'm 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 more around Christian six out of ten. It wasn't a five just yet, AJ. It wasn't a five just yeah, yet. But... We scored two goals, man. Come on. <laughs> yeah, but there is one thing that <laughs> there is maybe one positive thing to highlight, and that's the clean sheet. I don't think Again. I remember Oscar Jimenez having to do too much. Maybe there's one or two saves, but other than that, you feel like the defense at least had their things sorted out somewhat. Better than the Nakasa game for sure. Yes, 100%. So there's, there's, there's progress. Dylan's saying that it was a 1 out of 10. Um, so, I mean, he's a hard critic. And you guys think I'm hard. Um, but again, that's really the big takeaway. Three points at home, which is important, right? To continue to solidify that fortress of the Azteca. What is it now? 10 games in total now that Solari has gone and the Azteca is undefeated. Something around that. It's either 10 or 11. Uh, either way. It's good for the player confidence, and I mean, we'll see now what happens with the incorporation of the um, Olympic players. Now, anything else you guys want to add on in regards to this game against Puebla? No. All right. Perfect. Then let's move on into the news in and around Coapa. Christian, mm-hmm. I told you that we were, what, four, four weeks away from the end of the transfer window? Now we are three weeks away from the end of the transfer window. <laughs> and we're in the same position. That we were last week. And I remind everyone that we will be in the same position next week. And I'm just here to remind you guys. And when the deadline comes and no one has been signed, I'm going to tell you guys, I told you so. But Christian, any updates to make me look wrong and give people hope that something will happen? The only hope I can give you is that once again, Salari did re-mention the possibility of bringing in someone on that right-hand side during a press conference. Um, but that's just about it, though. Um, there has been no no rumors connecting anyone to come to the club. There's been no rumors people exiting the club. Um, the same thing is um, as last week. You know, Nico, you know, is attracting team from from his home country and one team in the MLS but like I like I mentioned last week the the fear with that is just you know his health right now like is he actually 100% will he actually be able to you know per, you know give something uh to the club in in his current state um that's why teams are kind of just you know not ready yet to pull the trigger also just the the wages and then the the fee that um that that they're going to pay America just does, doesn't seem um like a just a good business right now for america um so i guess the it's still kind of the same the same thing that we were last week uh Renate Ibarra is still training with the first team no signs of him coming to the first team actually playing for the first team just yet um he is um there was a little rumor with Renate trying to go to uh to fc juarez because of, of an injury that they had over there um that that was false though um they're not looking to sign juarez on um, they're not looking to sign renato only because of the same reason why america won't play Renato is, you know, it's just a board decision. Um, and that's pretty much it. I mean, there's nothing really much to go off of by. Um, in terms of transfers, uh, in just team news, everyone, uh, like I mentioned, uh, the little players came back on uh, this week and they're training with the team, with the first team. Everyone is together except for Federico Vinas. He was the only one that trained aside. Um, still dealing with muscular issues, and it doesn't seem like he will be ready to play on Thursday night against Philadelphia. Um, but this is, you know, this extra handle rule doesn't really apply here as much as I think we will see 
um, Benedetti on the bench, even though maybe he might not feature. Um, but who knows? Because, like I mentioned, though, we do have a game on Sunday night, and we only have two days of rest uh, before that game. So, um, you know, we, we, we might see some 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 bench players that we don't really get to see. Maybe a couple of youngsters coming in the second half. Um, hopefully, America will have a lead by then, and it won't be, you know, impacted greatly. Um, but we'll see, though. I think this might be a good opportunity for players who don't really get to play uh, to kind of just tell somebody, hey, listen, I'm here. If you need me, I'm here to be considered. I'm here to um, to, 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 fill, to fill in a role that you may need. Uh, so important game, I think, overall for, for the club uh, to kind of see where their, where their head is at in terms of, you know, the Olympic players and then just people in general who don't really get to play as often. Um, but I, I'm sorry, I don't have any other news, and uh, I know this news that people you know weren't expecting. Uh, but that's all I have for right now. It's been very, very, very quiet. Uh, these past couple of days regarding transfers, I thought we would have a lot more information, but it just seems like we just don't. And you know, for the constant cries that Salati is 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 asking the board, it doesn't seem like the board is responding just yet. I'm still gonna hold up that little little hair of hope that we have to bring in someone. Um, but you know, I guess we'll we'll see. AJ's got more hair on his chest than that little hair for America. So just, <laughs> to tell you, what, to tell you what, what that crisis is going on in America. Look, right now, the situation is dire at America. And the only reason it hasn't blown up in our face is because the season is going on at the moment. And because we have CONCACAF Champions League and because of the league, everything's just stacking up on America. But I promise you this much that it, it will explode if nothing happens. If we are still paying two of these foreigners' wages by the end of the transfer window, there has to be a riot. There has to be a consequence for this board. There has to be a consequence for this institution if we are paying 13 foreigners, wasting all that money, and they're not seeing any minutes at all. Something's got to happen. I don't know if, as a fan base, we need to do something about it, or, or, or if there's a way to just find a way to get America's attention, but something let's, needs let's to let's change. Sign a petition. So we'll sign a petition. We'll start a GoFundMe of hashtag uh, has- for that everyone, whatever. because whatever. at this point it's, it's just everyone that's above Solari. Because it, 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 it's just it's unfortunate that we're in this situation, you know. I mean, we'll have to wait and see. But again, I told you guys nothing was gonna happen. Last week, and we're here, nothing happened. Next week, I promise you, again, nothing will happen. So just wait. Things are going to look dire even more so as we get closer to the transfer windows uh, ending and closing. But again, we'll see what happens. But again, don't hold your breath for anything at all. Nothing. So we'll have to wait and see and find out what happens. We don't even have money to buy these guys' contract out. That is how bad we are. All right? And I'm just putting that into perspective for all of you guys. But uh, that pretty much does it. And then, obviously, we talked Champions League with Matt. And then, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll have a home game here. But then right afterwards, um, I, there's going to be a, a practice session on Friday. It'll definitely be recovery for those players that played Champions League. Regular practice for those who didn't. And then you have to travel away to Guadalajara and knowing Solari, he'll find a way to practice that day as well. It won't be too extreme, but we do know that he likes to have his practices, especially away on the road, whenever they have to be in that city. 
So it's a tight schedule, Christian, and not just so much this game, but I'm looking at the schedule for America within the next couple of within the next week or so. You, you're talking Philly Thursday, then you have Atlas Sunday, then you have Juarez Wednesday, and then you have Tijuana Sunday. That yeah. is four games in the span of one week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this that is, is where ridiculous. rotation and that we're going to be key. Uh, players like Naveda were going to be important in this uh, run of games. Um, you know, thank God we have the Olympic players back, but you know they're also a little a little burnt from from playing the, the tournament. Um, so you really can't expect them to go you know 110 percent right off the bat. Um, and we're going to need that kind of help. So like I said, these, these are games where I think players who don't regularly play need to really take advantage. Um, you know, hopefully, I think we're, I think we're gonna see a good mixture on Sunday, um, and uh, and 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 hopefully it pans out. Hopefully, um, hopefully there there's a player that don't play regularly, uh, you know, catch Suarez's attention and and they could maybe they're they're the missing piece. We don't know, um, but like you said, I mean, it's a tight tight schedule, tight schedule. I think America needs to be prepared for it. Um, you know, we we wanna we wanna keep this this form going. Um, I don't, I don't think I'm crazy to say that we we, we can go four for four because it's definitely possible. Um, it's just, we need to be, as each game goes on, I think we need to get a little bit better and better. And then I think by in doing so, we'll, we'll, we'll get to the place where somebody wants to be. Um, and I think we'll, we'll get to a place where I think fans can kind of say, okay, maybe the start of the season was a little, was a little rocky, a little shaky It's understandable, but I see my team now going in the direction where it, it needs to be. And then now we can start, you know, potentially build something uh for for later rounds of playoffs and even maybe talk championship but we're far far from a championship team right now uh but it's games like these that uh if you can find the resilience and you find the heart and the determination to get out of these games um and play well doing so gaining all, all the points um you know in the stretch i think i think that it's a positive sign and i think it's a positive sign and something america needs uh like badly Yes, extremely badly. And a uh, quick shout out. We have AP Jr., the king, saying hi. Hello to you as well, AP. Um, well, I mean, with that said, that pretty much rounds up the news of Coapa and kind of the dire situation that we're in in America. We don't really like to talk much about it. And the press and the and, and the media isn't really talking much about it either, which I think is the one thing that baffles me, AJ. I don't know why this hasn't really been front headline news i guess it's because it's been a summer of messi leaving barcelona mexico losing Concacaf, uh you know nations league and Concacaf gold cup so there's been other things to kind of talk about that maybe surpass the financial crisis that america's in at the moment but word is eventually going to get out i have no clue when it's going to really happen to be honest i mean even the fuera bathrooms hashtags I haven't been seeing them at all yeah they've been dying down a little bit yeah nah it shouldn't be dying down we need some form of content Chris I'm coming to you (laughs) (laughs) yeah Chris has been a little bit light on the fuera baños yeah man I I see that daily when you wake up you tweet it that's it when you're in the bathroom you tweet it (laughs) and well I mean look it's going to have to be a different podcast when we talk about the situation that America and it's probably going to have to be the one after the transfer window closes and nothing has been made of. And we'll dive deep into what could potentially be the next step for America. But as of right now, things not looking good, but have been swept under the rug in the meantime, but only in 
the meantime. And of course, look, AP Jr. joining into the photo bathrooms, and of course, Chris Rivera seeing photo bathrooms. I found that, I wonder if anyone just kind of reads this out of context and they're like, why are they throwing away their restroom? <laughs> it's bad, just like Banos. <laughs> so it doesn't work anymore. Doesn't, doesn't work. work anymore. Hey, this one toilet, we're definitely not betting. That's for sure. <laughs> All right, gentlemen, let's move quickly here and talk about uh, Atlas versus America on Sunday. Look, like I mentioned, it's going to be a short, short rest. It's going to be a quick turnaround for America. And it's an away game that doesn't favor America at all. Um, I don't know if about you, gentlemen, but I would rather much America travel to Guadalajara on Friday and not practice. That way you have some sense of recovery for the players that played. Uh, and that way you're not, you know, forcing anything really. That way you have Saturday to just completely train in Guadalajara and Sunday you can take care of the matchup. But again, it's a quick turnaround. Games on Sunday because of the fact that we're playing CONCACAF Champions League. Um, and we're going up against a pretty decent Atlas side. I mean, they're winning right now at halftime against Pachuca 1-0. You know, they got their victory uh, at home away last week and they drew their first opening matchup. So they're looking pretty Okay. I mean, we haven't sat here and watched them and being able to dive deep into what happened. But one thing is for sure, we got to make sure that everyone that's going to be on the bench is on that list. Because I don't want to repeat Avinas at all. All right. So we, we got to make sure that is all right. It's is just all fixed. Do you wonder if the guy who, who made that mistake that still has his job is maybe sw- Kind of like like feeling like hot flashes having to go back to the Jalisco dwarf and make that dwarf flashbacks as soon as he sits down, gets the fan paper, or just types on the computer. Just remember who are we put who are we bringing with us. Yeah, I gotta make Where sure it? the is registered. Yeah, yo, even when he puts it down, he's like, Are you sure? Are they coming? <laughs> yes, okay. How funny yeah. would it be for being able to score in this game? Well, uh, he's not because he's not even fully fit. Something's going on with Vinyas. Something doesn't feel right here. Oh, and I know all of you guys can agree to that. Mm-hmm. Something yeah, is, think, doesn't uh, feel right. Like you said, though, I think this is um, I think this is a conversation we need to have after the transfer window. Um, and uh, I, I, th- I think it's something that everyone would, would want to hear. Um, so if you guys want, we can coordinate something. Um, but but yes, I think I think everyone is. On board with you, I mean, I think everyone knows and feels that something is off with Vinyas, and you know this injury thing is just kind of like a like a filler to of what's really going on. If he really is injured, then yes, by all means, and he's having trouble, you know, physically. Then I, I understand, but it just seems like it's it's, it's not Vinyas, you know, it's it's not Vinyas, it's not the Vinyas that we know. Uh, so I I would I would be also on the board to say that yes, I think there's something wrong with him. AP definitely agree with me saying that it is a very fishy situation. Um, Kristen, I've been saying, I think he's being negotiated or they're looking for something, but that's a long negotiation, to be honest. Um, I don't know. Well, like again, Christian mentioned that this is a discussion that we're going to have to have after the transfer window, uh, because there's still a lot of variables to be played out here. And again, three weeks is still kind of a long time to be doing business. But again, it's also a very short amount of time. Again, We'll have to wait and see what happens. But gentlemen, how are we coming into this one? I mean, obviously the big the big takeaway is gonna be what happens away. I mean, uh not away, but what happens at home against Philadelphia and how the team is looking like after that game. But overall, thinking about league form, this is this is a pretty good matchup for Solari's side to really put to test, you know, 
whether or not we're ready for something. What, what's your guys' takeaway? No, definitely. I think this is the, this is the hardest game. I think Soleil is going to have to play this season right now, as of right now. Um, it's going to be a good test. Even with, with limited rest, short rest, um, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be interesting to see. And I hope America can, can kind of find, find the will and the, and, and the, and the determination to, to, to pull it out. Yeah, it, it's, it's definitely going to be an interesting one. It's going to be a fun one. Um, but I don't know. It, it's, it, it's not going to be an easy game, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no doubt about it. Um, Atlas are looking good so far. I mean, Julio Fortz, he's been on fire so far. But it's Atlas side, and you see how deadly he could definitely be when completely healthy, especially when you see him back at Santos. But it should definitely um, put Solari to the test. One of the, I'd say, one of the mini um, tests for um, this season. See what he can do against this Atlas side. Hey, game's being played early as well. So be fun to see, be fun to see what he can do against this Atlas side. I haven't seen America play on a Sunday at 3 p.m. my time, 5 p.m. in so long. I re- and, and, and let me tell you guys this much, and, and maybe to get you guys' you know, nostalgia back up. This is not going to be our only Sunday game match. We have uh, our next ma- home match, which is against um, Tijuana. That's also going to be a Sunday game. That's also at 3 p.m. So... America Sunday at 3 p.m. with those jerseys, uh, Christian, that we're talking oh so much that oh, bring back memories. I, listen, I, I, I think that this is on purpose, and uh, but I'm all for it, man. I'm all for it. Uh, those, those, Sunday, those Sunday games at 5, 6 o'clock, they, they hit different for sure. Um, Definitely. So, but hopefully, hopefully we, we come up with Ws in both of them. Please. Definitely. Hopefully. Well, Christian, I'm not going to ask for a predicting lineup because that would be a little bit absurd, seeing as how difficult that's going to be, because especially having to take in consideration rotations, who's going to be playing on Thursday, what happens on Thursday, Mm -hmm. a lot of things coming into factor here. But there's one thing I'm going to ask for a prediction, guys, and that is your scoreline, because it's hard to go into this game and really deep dive into it. We know one thing's for sure. America is going to have to continuously build upon what Solari wants him to do, and that's be a very possessive side, like uh, AJ says, who likes to play down the middle and, you know, try to explode down the wings whenever necessary. We already know that. We understand that that's the game plan that Solari tries to implement. And that's the foundation that he's been trying to build with this team. So that's for sure. That's forgiven. And we know that this America side needs to go out there, get an early goal, and continue to cement that defense that it's on paper looking solid. Although sometimes on the field, it looks like we're about to have a nervous breakdown. But with that said... Knowing that this is not going to be an easy matchup, knowing we're on the road, it's a Sunday game. Your prediction, AJ, for the game on Sunday against Atlas? 1-0. America. All right. I like it. I like it. Christian? 2-1. Yep. 2-1. I I just want to read something here. (laughs) Whoever Christian says Moja is not going to (laughs) Moja. So basically, whoever Christian says is going to score, they are are not going to score. which is, by the way, I, I've Hold noticed on. it. But then again, I've never Hold gotten on. that right, and I don't think AJ's gotten it right, and I don't think Dylan's ever gotten it right either. Listen, so, listen, 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 listen. I'll tell you right now, right here for everyone watching, for everyone watching and listening, I know who's scoring on Sunday for America. If you guys want me to tell you, I'll tell you guys. But if you guys want me to keep it a secret, I'll keep it a secret. Just know, just know, Just know what, Christian. Oh, yeah. there you go. Oh, 
Fidalgo is scoring on Sunday, okay? Do not worry. Do not fear. Fidalgo will be scoring against Atlas, okay? All right. So All right. Just, Fidalgo, so Fidalgo Moja. Fidalgo, Fidalgo, Fidalgo Moja. Fidalgo Moja. <laughs> then again, too, I mean, <laughs> Chris calling me out. I even said Sardes Moja. Oh, hey, my God. That, that, was, that was for the lulls. But... Uh, all right, Christian, we bet in the house. What are you saying? Against Atlas, yes. We're betting the house against Philly. We're betting the house against Atlas. Woo-hoo! All right. What's your prediction? Uh, I said 2-1. Two, 2-1 one. Two, one, America. Interesting. Mm-hmm. We have... Uh, oh, sorry. Christian saying... Christian Rivera saying he froze, but we talked about that already. AP going with a 3-0 forfeit for America due to play. Not Senate, 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 oh, God, no. Not again. Events. Not again, AP. Let's not let's not go through that again. Uh, Jose saying two one America Atlas uh, two one to America over Atlas. Richard one and the other one is Leo Suarez. Interesting. Uh, Jacob saying Layun Moja. We'll see who who who's on the who, who's on the. Oh God, these these are absurd. All right. Uh, just outright absurd. Uh, he said, "There's a higher chance Fidalgo passes the ball back a hundred times than he scores." This man is calling me out, and we got some laughs here and there. Uh, Chris Listen, saying, "If, if, if, if our front three was more creative, then he wouldn't need to have the need to pass back." I'm just saying. Look, we'll get into that next week. I think that's Bang. something we need to talk about. But I want to see him against Philadelphia. And uh, potentially against Atlas. And then we could talk about Fidalgo because there has been moments where I felt that he's disappeared. But I want to give him the benefit of the doubt for these next two games. And then we'll talk about that. Uh, I'm going to go with a 1-0 victory over Atlas. That's also a 1-0 victory over Port- uh, not Portland, excuse me, over um, Philadelphia. And we'll see what happens there. But... We have taken enough of these people's time. Let's not let's not keep them here any longer, whether they're joining us live right now or whether they're listening to this on their car, on their way to wherever it is that we you may be going. We don't want to take any more time. Hey, gentlemen, anything else to add on before we wrap it all up here? No, I'm good. Just thank you to everyone like, once again for coming out and listening to us. Um, you know, this is our favorite time of the week, I'm pretty sure, for all these, uh, these people here. Uh, so it's always, always a fun time talking to America with people that, you know, that means a lot to me. So thank you guys. I hope you guys enjoyed the games this week and we'll be back here next Monday. Definitely. We'll be back next Monday to talk all things America. We'll be recapping that game against Port, um, not excuse me, Portland, against Philadelphia. And then we'll also be What's recapping with everything. You Portland, man? You have I don't know. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I, my mind's over there for some reason. <laughs> Listen, we it's beat them, right? It's time to move on to the next one, okay? We move. Yeah, time to move on. Let's go. Move. Philadelphia, you're next. We move. Um, We move. Hashtag we we move. definitely move. <laughs> um, but yeah again thank you guys so much thank you to Matt for coming on to the podcast giving us his Philadelphia Union expertise mm-hmm. really really great uh, you know really great professional and, and hopefully you two get to you know run into him whenever you guys do end up going to Philadelphia yes. so mm-hmm. should be an interesting one on that when the, when, the, when the week approaches yeah <laughs> AP saying Ivan someone's behind looking at you again uh, I, I went over it I brought in a priest we did a whole kind of limpia in and around the room we should be fine there should be no ghost um, so if not if that is the case then he might host the next podcast so we'll see what Yo. happens uh, but you guys have a wonderful time you guys stay safe out there gentlemen thank you guys for coming out we won't take any more of you guys this time we'll be back next week follow us on Instagram Twitter and Facebook at Eagle Eye Podcast thank you to our sponsors Foot Call for making this happen and yeah you guys have have an easy one and stay safe out there and as always Arriba America good night ladies and gentlemen this was another production of the Eagle Eye Podcast 
the number one source for all things Club America in English. Make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Eagle Eye Podcast and get all the latest news and coverage. And subscribe to our podcast wherever it is you may listen. 